This is the New How Podcast. Learning how to build businesses and real estate in a new age of technology. This is uh, High Top Development, David Landskroner. Welcome to the podcast booth today. Happy to be here. David, what the hell do you do? <laughs> real estate developer in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, focus on for sale and for rent projects and properties. Mm-hmm. Doing a bunch of stuff in multiple locations in Philly, University City, Fishtown, No Libs, um, pretty much anywhere where, where it makes sense. And do you split that? Is it like half rentals, half for sale, or how do you how do you determine that? It really depends on the project. So okay. we have all of our construction and everything in-house, so it makes us very, very nimble and be able to do different types of projects at different times. I like to keep a pretty even balance between for sale and, and buy and hold for yep. rent, rent type and, product. And how many projects do you think you have going on at any given time? Unit counter? Uh, you know, five to seven projects. Probably we build anywhere from 10 to 30 houses a year and, okay. you know, 50 to 70 apartments. Yeah, so, so middle. I'm a I'm a boutique guy. Boutique. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, it's a good word. Boutique. Yeah, it's, it's more than me, and I feel like I'm a boutique guy. <laughs> I'm going to do six this year. That's, that's exciting for me. Boutique. There's a lot of guys bigger, <laughs> a lot of guys bigger, some guys smaller, mm-hmm. and you know we're able to do big and small projects. So yeah. So what um? Give me a project that you're working on now that you're most excited about, or you know, out of one of the five to seven you're working on, what do you? Which one do you think you're? I'm going to do a little design blends plug, oh, yeah. plug here. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm doing a boutique condo building in Rittenhouse, core, core Rittenhouse, and you guys are working on the project for me doing doing the visuals and marketing. It's, it's a project that I'm super pumped about. It's high-end, luxury living, um, for sale product, yep. single floor condominiums, elevator, opens up right onto your floor, crazy rooftop views. The views are hot. The yeah. views are hot. Crazy. You plugged us, so I'm going to plug the fact that when we sent the drone guy out, we took all the <laughs> pictures back. I think you were even shocked to know exactly what the I'm like. still shocked. I look at those pictures, and I'm like, wow, this is great. But it's uh, and it's also a project that I think the city needs yeah. because there's just an undersupply of these so, single floor condos. So talk to me if I'm, I'm a buyer, right, of this thing. Tell me why I'm choosing your project versus the Laurel that's going up yeah. in the next two to three years. Tell me why I'm going with David Lansgrammer from High Top. Well, What's different? Two reasons. Number one, well, there's multiple reasons, yeah. but I'll highlight I'll highlight, a, highlight a few. Yeah. yeah. The, the first is basically you're dealing with a boutique developer. You're not dealing with a huge conglomerate in, uh, I forget the name of the company that's doing the Laurel. Um, this is only seven condos. It's it's not amenitized, so you're not having to pay right. crazy condominium fees, but you're getting all the luxuries of being in, in Rittenhouse yep. with the location, quality, quality finish, high-end finish, yep. and it's new construction, tax abatement, which the Laurel has too. Yep. But the price points, sure. obviously. What's, what's what do you? What's your sale price on average over there? What you're thinking? We want to be between seven and eight hundred dollars a square foot. Okay, where that's nice. that's great. That's probably twenty percent, thirty percent cheaper than market rate. Exactly. Over there. Like yeah. the, I think the Laurel, they're starting out at over a thousand bucks a square foot, yeah. and I think Carl Dranoff did the one Riverside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he was a, around a thousand dollars a square foot, which is a beautiful project, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They're, Both of them are great projects, yeah, they, but it, this is just for a buyer who's looking for 
more of a boutique setting where they don't have to talk to the doorman. They can right. go into their nice brand new elevator and boom, pop onto their floor yep. and they're in their unit and they don't have to deal with, Hey, John down the street, you know, it's just, you, you go right in and you're on your, in your unit and on your, on your floor. Very cool. My favorite part about that is the elevator. When you, when you open it, it opens up to the unit. To the unit, and don't forget the view when you when you hop that's out. That, that's the piece. Is that as soon as you open those doors, you look straight north yeah. in the center city. It's unbelievable. And that light well is like designed perfectly. So <laughs> yes, it's, it's really cool. It's great. So I'm pumped about that, and I have a couple of rental buildings that are going to be going up. I uh, just actually walked through with Philly Apartment Company nice. today. Yep. Um, we're going to be partnering with them mm -hmm. on some units potentially for for rent up in University City. Very cool. At 45th and Spruce, so. So a little those, combination. So you're Red House from West Philly. Yeah, awesome. yeah. I mean, that's where the that's where a lot of our growth is, right? Like yep. Core Center City. Yeah. And University City. Yep. So tell me how the hell I get to get to where you're at, right? Like I, you know, I'm flip. I, I flipped houses. I'm now into new construction, and a lot of the people listening on this podcast too, some haven't even developed a property yet. You know, how, what's the baby step, or what's like the first thing you started doing? in real estate development? Where'd you kind of enter the scene at? Yeah. So I started out, I was an investment banker. Okay. Um, so my background's finance. Mm -hmm. So I've always been kind of the guy that does the numbers, understands how the deals work. Um, I then moved to private equity and I worked for a private equity fund that focused on real estate development. And that's where I really cut my teeth in real estate per se. Got it. Um, from there, I partnered up with some seasoned guys that are my partners and investors, and we just kind of grew the business um, intrinsically. Mm -hmm. And we started out doing small rehabs. Yep. We did one or two new construction houses. Then we did a five five townhome deal. Mm -hmm. Then we did a ten condo deal. Isn't it awesome how it just goes? Yeah, goes. it's like it's kind of <laughs> so like cool. the snowball effect. Yeah. So you do well once, you return the money to the investors, and you do it again. Yeah, and they're giving you, just, you more money to do bigger. Yeah, and you can. Them. And then the biggest thing is establishing your track record. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you can get your track record and show, hey, you can perform on three houses. Well, building three houses and six houses. Pretty similar. I mean, it's a bigger loan amount, but in terms of the scale of what you're doing, yeah, pretty similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's to me, was how I was able to get to some of the larger stuff that I'm doing now. Make it right. sound so easy. <laughs> Give me the war story. Give me something because my first rehab, I uh, I paid for things three times. I, Are you talking about uh, yeah, Milton Street up Milton. in Easton, PA? Like I, I yeah. found that the, the neighbor's sewer was running through my basement. Like give me give me something that's happened to you in this because we know we know real estate development isn't all straight up. It's there's ups, there's super yeah. highs, there's super lows, yeah. there's the middle shit. Like give me give me something that the people can relate to. Yeah. So you know I've been pretty fortunate. Like in the beginning when I first started out, I didn't really have any crazy problems per se. Mm -hmm. But recently on a project that I'm doing, uh, it's unbelievable. I started doing our excavation. We started doing our steel and, and concrete. And while we were doing our foundation work, we're, we're digging and digging and digging and excavating. And we have to stop because there's a giant piece of like shale almost, like marble cut, in, <laughs> cut into the in, into the property. It's, really? This is bizarre. Yeah. So we have to stop, pump, kick back. Where's it at? I'm gonna, is it gold there too? <laughs> no, I wish. If there was gold, I wouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> but so we stopped, we pumped back, and we had to get the, um, the pecker machine, 
like the yeah. the drill basically that goes into yep. like the bedrock. Yep. This thing was out there for like eight days, and oh. every <laughs> every day it's like three thousand yeah. dollars. It's just I'm standing there at the job site. I'm like, oh my god, when is this gonna end? Every every notch. Every notch. <laughs> it's like a dollar, it's dollar, do- dollar. It's just going right out of my bank account. I'm like, oh my god, what a disaster. So we finally we finally break through it, and then the next day I come to the job site. And I see about 15 inches of standing water in the basement that's like 9,000 square feet. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, what's going on? Turns out we believe that there was some sort of PWD water leak somewhere that they still can't detect. Um, so we had to then remediate, yep. put crushed stone and oh, all perforate, perforated all pipe and then hook up into this. this yeah, but it was... Uh, it was it was a disaster to, to say the least. We moved past it, but it was like it, it pushed us back at least three months. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Shit happens. So it's Well that's the thing, right? So like you need to make sure that you surround yourself with the right professionals to get you through the problem. That's right. So we had a great civil engineer, a great mechanical engineer, and they were able to kind of usher us through and, and get what we needed done to remediate the situation and keep going. And that's where we're at. So we're good now. It's it's, it's fixed. We got no more water. Yep. And it, everything's moving and grooving. Keeping it rolling and uh, getting it built. Yep. It's awesome. Yep. Let's talk about realtors a little bit. Maybe how these products get sold. Yeah. So so I, yeah. So that's a good point. So talking about the pre-leasing, the pre-sales. Like, what are you what are you doing? And you're not allowed to plug us anymore. Like, give, no give me like give give us give us like you know what. You know, you mentioned that you might be working with a real estate firm, or how do you approach that as a developer? Like, what, what are things you're asking these? Yeah, realtors? how does it work with you? Because yeah. you have that boutique mindset. Yeah, so I'm all about value, right? So, whoever can add the most value, whether it's by having a buyer in their back pocket, knowing the market, yeah. um, understanding me as a developer and the type of deals that I do, mm-hmm. that's who I look to do business with from a realtor side. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of guys that I do do business with, Jim Onesti, Mike McCann, um, Ryan Quinn. Um, I guess that's kind of the majority of the, mm-hmm. the realtors. Michael Garden okay. over at Spacing Company. Yep. I'm drawing a blank. Sorry if anybody's <laughs> listening to this. Um, Thank you all to David's realtors. Yeah. Out there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like you're at the Grammys, you can't yes. name them all. Got to name them all. I'm getting cut <laughs> off. They're they're playing the song. Um, but you know, it's really about understanding me and, and the brand and adding value to what we do. I feel like a lot of the realtors here are good at that. Yeah, you know? I agree. There's a lot of good guys in the business, but it's funny because that whole business is is one of those where the top tier is only like 1% of the actual Correct. realtors. Yep. And I feel like I know a lot of those top 1% people, yeah. which is great. I mean, I guess that's it's the goal, right? It's the goal for me to know the the movers and shakers in the business. I had a, you know, it's like one of my mentors tells me, like, if you want to be a 10 millionaire, it's like hang out with guys that are worth 10 million. Yeah. And that, dude, that is so true yeah. because if you surround yourself with the right people, it takes you to the next level. It's yep. true. I truly believe that. I mean, I really, it, it, I really, really believe that. I'm going to instill that in my kids too because yeah. if you're hanging around with the wrong crew, I do think smoking doobies under the stoops and whatever it is, you know what I mean? We did just get a call about a cannabis park out somewhere out west. Really? Yeah, but that's yeah to work on. In other in other news, in other news, but it's like you know, 
it's crazy how the world is and it's just you want to you're right you want to be positive and you want to surround yourself with positive yeah people it's big. and people it's who have the same you know mindset and goals as you yep. you know and and they want to network and meet the same other like-minded people and that's kind of how like you can grow it and deal with the right people mm-hmm. who will add value to the business yeah. people don't really realize how important relationships are in business oh it's everything you know, it's grow, everything you know internally like me and you yeah. you know and then you know us we're now starting to become friends through business yes at the same time we're, we're all about the growth of what we're doing yeah. here and I, I really think that that's because we have that same mindset yeah. i agree a thousand percent yeah. All right. Talk to me a little bit. You're in Philly right now. A lot of people listening, you know, and I always ask like, what's going on in the market? What is your, what's your feeling? How do you yeah. feel? What's the gauge? You know, it's, it's really, it's an interesting time in Philly real estate. I, I think that there's a lot of moving pieces with interest rates. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moving pieces with the overall economy internationally, mm-hmm. the stock market, President Trump and what he's going to say day to day, moving the needle. We are but, getting a free time off if you're having a kid now. Did you see that? That was last night. No, I did not yeah, see that. Apparently, apparently we're giving uh, – he's going to give uh, – He's going to pay for it? He's going to pay for it. Government. That's what we're saying. Mm. A lot of people wow. say about that. Wow. 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 It's crazy though. But that effect, even that – Is that fake news? That's not fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but it does – You know, again, something saying like that, it could affect the market. On the- it could. It absolutely could. And, you know, it's just a, a volatile time. Yep. So that's that's kind of nationally and globally. Here in Philly, I still think real estate-wise, we're in a good spot. I don't, I don't really foresee a crazy downturn like we saw in 2007, 2008, 2009 yep. timeframe. Um, it I think slowed, though, didn't it? It definitely slowed. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. It slowed. It started slowing in the summertime, in my opinion. Yeah. And it kind of went from the end of the summer straight through the winter. Yeah. But now it's picking up a little bit again. You're right. It's picking up a little bit. We just had the Super Bowl. I think the, the market, we just had like three, four days. There were 60 days, 60 degree days, yeah. which is really nice. And I see it even on my stuff that I have open for sale. Yeah. Listen, people are viewing it more. People right? are viewing yeah. it. People are coming out. They're like yeah. interested again. I have three showings today scheduled for yeah. a house that I've been trying to sell since. People are coming out. Since the summer. It's December, yeah. you know, late November. Late no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that it, for the sales side, I think we're going to be fine. Now, the rental side's an, another. There's a lot of, a lot there's of product. A, there's a lot of product. I, you know, different neighborhoods are more susceptible to downturn, we'll call it, than others. Like Core Center City maybe yeah. could see some some impacts. Yeah. But I mean, do you, do you get into some of those uh, bubble neighborhoods, as they call them? Like, are you up in areas that aren't well-established or are you doing anything on the fringe zones? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um not really. That's just not my business model. But there's a lot of guys up there that are doing great. Yeah. That are doing like amazing deals that look that look great. It's just my business model is more. It's not necessarily core plus. Yep. But it's it's core B plus. Let's call it. Okay. So like if you drop a pin in Rittenhouse, I don't really want to be outside. You know, I don't know. Four blocks either way. No, no. It's more than that because I'm doing stuff in Fishtown and I'm doing stuff in University City. True. So it's kind of like that ring. If you were to take Fishtown. Before it starts to flare out. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Very cool. But not to say you can't do well in some of those fringe areas. A lot of people are crushing it up there. Mm -hmm. But I do think that when the market changes even a little bit more, those spots could potentially have, have a little bit more negative impact than others. Yep. 
and I and I I'm seeing it too because I do. That's where I build. I don't, I'm not I'm not building in houses yeah, yeah. right now. Square we're building in Lower Moya Mensing. Mm-hmm. We build stuff up north, like on the fringe on the Kensington area. It's like we're I'm seeing it from. You're that, seeing changes. I'm seeing. Well, that's where I think it hit the hardest over the last four months. Like I've there's a house two over from one I'm trying to sell that they dropped the price like forty grand in the last month just because they can't even unload it wow and it's it's a nice house it's new construction new construction on the fringe area yeah, on the fringe area but I, my house you know i think mine's a little nicer but you know it's it's i see more traffic now because yeah i get the every time ryan quinn so you know noted i get a notification that there's a show sure. there's a showing and it seemed to pick up over the last month and a half yeah. here where it's like seems pretty consistent that people yeah. are doing stuff i think i think so and i think you're gonna see that I'm, I'd be curious to listen to what Ryan said. I know he was on here. Yeah, he was on last last episode. Yeah, so. I'd be curious to hear what he says. But I th- I think from a, a transaction volume standpoint, I think it's going to be a good spring. Yeah. Just based on the activity that I'm seeing oh, yeah. in the market for like buyer I, pool. I think, you know, the one thing I, I take the perspective on because I you know I came here in 2008 when I went to college. When I came here, people were leaving. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like oh, it's not like you're staying in Philly. It's yeah. Like family, nothing. It's like I'm getting the fuck out. I'm going back to New York. I'm going to back yep. west. Now everyone's. Bouncing. Listen, the reality is yeah. the same thing was for me when I graduated college. Yeah. Same same thing. I mean, when I graduated in '09, mm-hmm. so you know it was a tough time to graduate. Yeah. Nobody had jobs. Yep. It was really tough. I was working at B of A, Bank of America, yep. in like a rotational program. <laughs> You're like what? rough. Yeah, I can't believe that's it's like 11 years ago almost yeah. at this point. Yep. Um, 10 years actually. Uh, you know, yeah, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy. Just like that. Yeah, not much older than us. You're only a few years older. Only a few. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And nobody wanted to live in Philly. Nobody. Like I remember driving up where my project is over in uh, in Graduate Hospital yeah. at 25th and Washington. Oh my God, 10 years ago, Grad Hospital. 10 years oh. ago, you go you go <laughs> south of like. South Street. Yeah. Washington was like Washington. The ghetto. The ghetto. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, oh yeah. It's unbelievable. Now, you know, we did we're doing that big project yep. over there. What's that? Is, this Washington and what? Where's 25th. it? 25th. Yeah, 25th in Washington. Yeah, Graduate Square. Um, we have two houses left out of 21. It's awesome. And we're not even done yet. We'll be done, you know, beginning of the spring, basically. Nice. So it's 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 pretty amazing. Yep. You know? It's moving. It well, is. I think uh uh, one of our clients says, the closer you are to William Penn, the better. Yeah. And it's just, that's, that's kind of your, where you're at. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. my, that's kind of my, my business strategy for it's sure. Good to stay focused. Yeah. Yeah. And I try not to do too many scattered, yeah. scattered things. I try to keep it as, um, as close in proximity mm-hmm. as possible so that it's easy for the construction crews to kind of yeah. get to the jobs yeah. and make sure that everything's moving and grooving. Yeah. That's great. Tell me what other questions we got at the moment. Honestly, we went through most of the, <laughs> the, boiler, the boilerplate questions. I think we can kind of just wing it from here, yeah. honestly. I um, My question for you is, what's next for you? It's a great question. Well, you know, I don't really know. I, here's what I'll tell is you. Is he high top tower? No. No? Okay. No. Is it quality over quantity for you? Yes. I can tell. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Not even Not for even. me, my reputation and what I put out in terms of product mm-hmm. means way more to me than just churning volume. Yeah. I'm not a volume builder. I never will be. Um, I'm not the guy that's going to build 200 houses a year. I'm a guy that's going to build 10 to 10 to 20 or 30 houses mm-hmm. and just go on my own mm-hmm. and just keep moving 
building my portfolio slowly but surely. Yeah. And that's kind of my my business model and what I've done so far mm -hmm. and what I'm going to continue to do. Now, you're smart. You said, do you have an office or do you work out of your pajamas at home? What do you do? <laughs> I do have an office. I have a... I guess I have people, employees, people that work for me. Okay. Um, how many are you up to? Yeah, how does it all work? Uh, six, seven, something okay. like that. Great. Most people are in the field. I have a couple in-office mm -hmm. help, but that's generally the way that I operate. And then Great. I have an office, obviously, in Philly mm -hmm. at 10th uh, and Spring Garden. Great location. Yeah. I can get to all my projects off Spring Garden Street like instantaneously. <laughs> walk yeah. there. I can walk there. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I got parking, which is a huge plus. Yeah, at least you're in Spring Garden, I mean, you can hop on your tent. So it's great. It's great. I can yourself. take broad up. I can take broad down. I can get to the train. Anywhere I need to go, it's like 10, 12 minutes tops from all my projects, which is great. So, so back to the question, what's next? Like, you're just gonna keep doing the same type of projects or you see yourself getting into marijuana dispensaries? Like, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts? No, I see myself doing doing the same stuff. I like it's my, broke, don't fix it. I like what I do. I like doing a blend of for sale and for rent. Yep. And I think that in the near future, I'm gonna change from a little less townhomes to a little bit more condominium, single, yeah. single living. Yeah. I just feel like that's a that's a need in the city. Yeah, and I think it's a need generally. You know, there's not a lot of people that are affording four hundred thousand dollar houses right now. Right. The four that you know, for what we're seeing, that mid market is kind of getting a little. Well, because little, the rates have gone yeah, up, so it affects the purchasing power. Yeah. You know, somebody who can only put three or four percent down, they can't buy a four hundred thousand dollar house. They're now at three fifty. Yeah, and that's and that the other thing about that too. Looking at the lower side of that as well, it's like you could do single person you can do like a single income if you get to that Correct. lower level and that's i think there's a lack of good condos in that range right i yeah. i agree i agree there's a lack of that and then there's also a lack of the high-end stuff too mm -hmm. you know 700 plus zone i'm saying not even that I, when i say high-end i'm thinking million plus okay. million dollar condo type because in, if you're gonna get a million dollar condo anywhere in rent house you're getting maybe a two-bedroom yep. yeah. maybe and you're going to be at like a thousand dollars a square foot, so maybe you're, you know, thousand twelve hundred dollar twelve twelve hundred square feet, which is not a big space. Yeah. So my product that I'm selling and developing is bigger, and you get more bang for your buck. Yep, correct. Cool. So I, w I want to wrap up. I think this was awesome so far. I want to wrap up with. We always ask everyone to give just like. The one piece of advice that's kind of helped you get to this point, obviously you, you have a crazy background, you graduated in 09, you, you got in through banking and now you're putting up beautiful buildings in Rittenhouse. I can't wait to see these Right? Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, what's, what's, what's the advice you're giving to someone that's like, like, what, like, what do you tell them? Like, like what's that the one thing that's guided you to this point that you could like help somebody? Staying humble. Staying humble. I like that. There you go. That's big. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. When I, you know, I think that staying humble and treating everybody the way that you want to be treated. Mm -hmm is like such a huge piece of what I believe in. Mm -hmm. I take meetings with anybody and everybody. Yep. It doesn't matter if you wanna meet with me to talk about your future as a mentor capacity, or if you wanna meet with me and talk about buying a property. Yep. I treat everybody with the same respect and I give everybody the time. I love that. And go. that for that me, comes back. It comes back for well, it not only comes back, I just feel good. I can yeah. I can leave my office at the end of the day and be like, you know what? I wasn't an asshole to somebody. <laughs> I wasn't a douchebag to somebody. I like took the time. 
I met with them. Yeah. I gave them what they wanted to, to understand. And I can walk away good from the day. You know what I mean? It's a good feeling every day. Yeah, it is. And, you know, listen, when I first got into the business, real estate's one of those things where your ego can really go sky high really fast because it's a business where you have the potential, mm -hmm. not always, but the potential to make a lot of money quickly. Yeah. So it's just important that if you're getting in the business and you're starting to do flips or you're starting to build your portfolio and you see the money coming in every month and you're like, wow, I'm not even having to work for this and this and that. It's coming in. On, wow, this is crazy. Always just stay level-headed and, and stay humble. I love it. I love it. That's great. All right, so uh, David, thank you so much. Of course. Stay humble. Stay yes. humble, y'all. <laughs> stay humble. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing this with someone, it would mean the world to us. You can reach out to us at thenewhowpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we really hope you got a lot of value out of this episode that you're going to put towards your business and real estate endeavors. Thank you.